Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. To the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. On today's episode, I want to talk about guilt-free sleep for reducing stress. Yes, believe it or not, in this day and age, we are now feeling guilty for sleeping. And it may not be conscious guilt, but there is a lot of shaming going on out there in the world for sleeping. And I found it very interesting. I had planned to do a another episode here on sleep. And just this morning, I read a post from Ariana Huffington, where she was noticing a a couple of leaders. I won't get into who it was, but she was noting that they were covering up for their napping or their taking vacations and getting rest. They were called out on it, actually, and then their own press came back saying, no, 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 that's not true. They're not, they're not doing that. And it was a number of different people. So I, uh, I found it quite interesting because this wasn't a slam against a particular person. It was uh, different people being called out and the public shaming of their napping or their taking vacation rest time with their family or whatever they would choose to do. So I'm kind of curious. I know Ariana Huffington is very much on a crusade for people understanding the importance of sleep. And I, I really, a uh, big hat tip to you, Ariana, for doing that. She is someone who is, knows both sides of this challenge. So I wanted to talk, uh, I wanted to bring that up in my talk here about sleep, that Uh, We're shaming in our culture people who are taking time to rest, to recover, to revitalize themselves. So let's pay attention to that, maybe in our own languaging, how we are talking about sleep and rest. I have gotten some emails, number of emails, and it's funny because it is summertime at the time of this recording, and people are talking uh, about their difficulty with sleeping. So I am curious about this, and I'd like to bring up some points here around sleep and what we're doing, maybe what we're not doing that is causing us to not be able to sleep. Today I got an email with someone who works late into the evening and uh, actually early in the morning and uh, is not sleeping but a few hours a night. And they were doing this 
after starting to feel better. So that's something we want to pay attention to, that as we ease ourselves out of our anxiety panic and we start to have more energy, we want to make sure that we don't fall right back into burning the candle at both ends again. That is quite often how we get ourselves into trouble. We start to feel good again. We have more energy. We have more creative energy. And then we start to fall back into old habits that got us into trouble. Another email that I got was about being overstressed and having to double up on uh, sleep or actually anti-anxiety medication and still not being able to sleep. So we can see here that it isn't always a magic medication or drug that's going to be the answer. We can even be so stressed out and on edge that we aren't even able to let go with a drug. So we want to pay attention to what is going on. Very much pay attention to our own mind-body signals, being in tune with our body, living and being more embodied versus just thinking of our body as something that carries the head around so we can do all kinds of thinking. And in our case, if we're dealing with uh, anxiety or anxiety and panic, it can be some really stressful and rumination type of thinking. So let's pay attention to the body who is trying to tell us some warning signals or some ways of, of letting go and calming down and getting what might help with the whole mind process that's going on, the thinking. People are stressing over being able to sleep. Like it gets to be a vicious cycle of not having the ability to sleep. Once we've had more than a couple nights where we had a challenge sleeping, we often start to worry about that and that becomes an obsession. And then we really have difficulty falling asleep. We're wound up in the vicious cycle of fear, adrenaline, fear over our sleep. And we can't fall asleep if we are that wound up. I, I stress often when I talk to people about sleep how important it is, but we don't often, often get into why. So I just want to touch on this briefly here. What happens during our sleep time? Sleep is essential for actually cementing the day's events into your long-term memory. Don't you often wonder like, how does all this work? Or what is going on when I sleep? And why do I feel better? Is it just a physical thing? It, you know, our body needs the rest too, but you could just do that by laying still and maybe just uh, daydreaming. But no, we actually need to go into our sleep cycles and go through all of those brain wave patterns that happen during sleep because it cements the day's events into your long-term memory. This is just one of the many things that it does. And it makes connections that help you to make sense of your life, your uh, waking life. While we sleep, our brains take what has happened during the day and it develops new insights. So it isn't, you know, we're often caught up in thinking, 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 and having to figure things out. But you know, you've read many times, great inventions happened from what the inventor had been working on during the day and 
the, what came to them in their sleep was the answer. I think this was very true of the sewing machine, the threading of the sewing machine. So pay attention to the fact that you can let go and let things come to you. We don't have to force everything. We don't have to force the idea of coming up with an answer. Let's live our daily life and go to sleep and let these things go into our long-term memory and let our sleeping mind go through all of its processes, making connections to make sense out of our problems that, that we had during the day. And get some new insights, develop new insights. And it isn't something that we force, but we something that we let happen. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. There was a review of 300 studies that determined that most people, so this is generally speaking, out of those 300 studies, it was determined that most people needed eight hours of sleep to maintain health. And I know from working with all kinds of people and from my own personal experience, that can vary widely. There are people who actually do fine with less than eight hours of sleep on a regular basis and have done that for many, many years and just as many that need more than eight hours of sleep. So don't be shamed into thinking that if you need nine hours of sleep at this particular point in your life, especially when you are overcoming something as exhausting as anxiety, that you have to feel bad about it. Do not let that happen. Use the amount of sleep that you need for your own personal well-being as your standard, and it may change over your life. And the best way to figure out what your 
a standard uh, amount of sleep is, is to go to bed, let's say at 10 o'clock and try this for a number of nights in a row when you don't have to get up at a particular time and see what time you wake up. Now try this many nights, I would say four nights to see if you start to see a consistent time that you have needed to stay asleep. Go to bed, 10 o'clock, see what happens when you are able to just wake up on your own. What time do you awake and feel refreshed? It may be eight hours later. It may be nine hours later. It may be seven hours later. You want to find what is your best time. And then you can start adjusting from there. If you need to get up earlier and you're finding that you need nine hours of sleep, you're going to have to go to bed earlier. And this is where the trouble begins because people don't want to cut their day off. But I'm telling you, you will feel better and you will get more done and you will feel like you are actually accomplishing more when you get the amount of sleep that you need. So it's worth it to go be going to bed earlier. And now for tips to get more and better sleep. Number one, exercise. Morning is best, but get it in. The latest is in the early evening. Don't exercise too close to when you want to go to bed. Number two, no caffeine. I know often you will read about reducing caffeine, don't have caffeine after 12 o'clock, so forth and so on. If you have anxiety panic, no caffeine. It will help you to rest. Number three, clear the clutter in the bedroom. You'll be amazed how the nagging laundry basket can give you stress subconsciously. It's just one more thing to do that you're not getting to. Clear that clutter out of the bedroom. Number four, get bright sunlight in the morning. And again, at lunchtime, if you can, your pineal gland, which is where your melatonin is produced, will release the melatonin in contrast to the darkness. So you want to get the bright light at the early part of the day. And then when it starts getting dark, your melatonin will be released and it will really help you to not only fall asleep, but to stay asleep. If you nap, keep it at 20 minutes or less. Otherwise you start to disrupt your circadian rhythm. Some of us are better nappers than others. So if you feel groggy or uncomfortable after a nap, just let it go. It'll help you fall asleep. Don't do the nap. It'll help you fall asleep later in the evening. Number six, take time for cultivating calm, such as taking 15 minutes to write in your gratitude journal, to have prayer or meditation or inspirational reading. Do this in the evening as you're starting to wind down. A little 15-minute time to cultivate calm using EFT, tapping, or whatever brings you peace and calm is well worth the 15 minutes of time away from your other uh, more productive activities. Number seven, stop eating at least three hours before bedtime if you are having trouble sleeping. Number eight, use the F-Lux on your computer. That's F.L-U-X. That will help turn your computer to more orangey-yellow colors and away from the blues as the sun is setting. 
uh, or use yellow-orange glasses and low lights in the evening to help mirror the sun setting so that your melatonin can be released on schedule, which is usually around 9 p.m. if you are getting some darkness happening. Number nine, keep volumes lower. Loud noises on um, uh, either in your headphones or on your computer or even conversation may stimulate your nervous system. So keep, they can keep you alert and awake. So choose soothing music and lower voices in conversation in the evening. And number 10, warm Epsom salt bath. This helps you get the quick cooling of the body temperature after you get out. And this quick drop in temperature signals to your body that you are ready for sleep. That's another reason we like to keep our room cool when we are going to sleep at night. I hope these have been helpful, and please remember to visit our sponsor, kindsnacks.com slash Gina for your free sample box. And now for today's quote. It is a common experience that a problem difficult at night is resolved in the morning after a committee of sleep has worked on it. That's from John Steinbeck. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com. 